at law school, corporate clerkship recruitment is considered to be especially demanding. Some of the dedicated lawyers who have survived this vicious process are part of an elite squad known as Allens. These are their stories. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alan's Confidential. Confidential. I'm Geneva, and I'm joined by Rose, and today we're going to interview two associates from our wonderful Melbourne office who shared an office together back in the day and set up what we can describe as a little zen zone as a relaxation corner outside their office. Mo is an associate in our projects team, and Grace is an associate in our TMT team. Welcome. Do you want to start by telling us a bit about yourselves and how your careers started at Allens? So my name's Grace and I started as a winter clerk in 2015 in the IP team and then, yeah, started as a grad in 2016 and um, rotated through disputes and TMT and here we are, still in TMT. <laughs> um, hi all, my name is Mohammed. Um, I started as a grad in the TMT team before rotating through projects and settling in projects for, it's been now six months. We used to share an office in TMT. <laughs> well, we'll circle back to that because I think that's a fun story based on our conversations that we had a couple of weeks ago. But as Rose foreshadowed, we have to kick off with our first and favorite question. What podcast do you listen to? What's your favorite podcast? I mean, awkwardly, <laughs> we don't really listen to podcasts. There was one time when we tried to listen to, it was a particularly slow day in TMT, I think, and we tried to get into Serial. We listened to one episode and decided not to continue with that. You didn't want to find out what happened? Um, no. <laughs> no, whatever. And Mo, how about yourself? No, it's the same to Grace. Don't really listen to podcasts. Um, I've listened to a few surrounding like entrepreneurship and stuff, but nothing, nothing in depth, no, nothing I really follow on a day to day basis. Well, good. We can bombard you with recommendations so that we can ease you into the podcast world. Yeah. And you know what? I'm kind of happy to have no competition for Alan's Confidential to be number one. It seems like a great way to win. Yes. Stephen Bradbury, your way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about um, how you came to be at Alan's and your journey in getting here. Grace, I know you grew up in the country and you went to Melbourne Uni. Did you want to talk about your experiences a little bit? Yeah, so yeah, I went to Melbourne Uni and started my law degree there. And then um, they actually had a, a mentor program through the uni. And so in my first year, I got matched up with a mentor who was actually a junior lawyer at Allens. Um, so I was indoctrinated quite early and then um, went through, did clerkships at a, a few different top tier firms because in Melbourne, you can, you can do three. Um, and one of those was Allens. Um, and as I mentioned before, I clerked in the IP team. And it was, it was a really interesting experience because my clerkship at Allens was quite different, I think, to, you know, your, your usual clerkship. Um, because the team was really busy. We were working on this, um, patent litigation matter. So I spent most of my clerkship working on this one matter. And it was, it was quite, it was actually quite intense and quite long days. Uh, but then I got to spend, you know, the last three days of my clerkship in Sydney going up to watch the beginning of the trial and, uh, fly out with my team there. So it was, yeah, really interesting. And I felt like I got a really good sense of what it was actually like to work here and what it would be like to work here as a grad. Uh, and then, yeah, started as a grad in 2016 in disputes. Um, yeah. And that's where I kind of, how I came to Allen's. <laughs> I don't think many clerks get to travel to Sydney. Well, uh, <laughs> it used to be quite common in the IP team because they would regularly have these like big patent litigation matters at the time the clerkships were on, but <laughs> it was a nice little perk and it meant you got to see like a different office and uh, yeah. And how about you, Mo? What does your journey to Allens, what did that look like? Um, my journey was a little bit different. So I moved to Australia about 11 years ago. I finished high school. Um, I'm originally Egyptian. Um, 
Egyptian parents, but I grew up in a number of countries. So during my university, I did Bachelor of Arts and then Media Communications before going into the JD. And at the time, I wasn't a permanent resident or an Australian citizen, so it was a bit more complicated trying to go through the whole clerkship route and whatnot. But instead, I focused on getting a wide range of experience in different areas. So I did get some corporate legal experience, some human rights law experience, worked through a bunch of different internships and part-time jobs, but then ultimately applied for a clerkship in my final year uh, of my JD uh, at Allen's and was offered a graduate position instead, which was very exciting. And <laughs> straight meant, to the top. Straight to the top, yeah. <laughs> so how were your experiences transitioning to your grad roles instead of starting full-time and joining the firm as a you know full-time lawyer? I think I actually really enjoyed my first year, I think, but the transition from uni to work. I think once I'd done six years of uni, I was a bit, bit sick of that kind of lifestyle and I actually enjoyed kind of coming into a bit more of a structure and daily routine and having an office where I could put all my things rather than trying to kind of um, fight everyone for a space in the library to study and <laughs> things like that. And I think, you know, it was really great to get involved in, you know, different activities in the firm and there's always a lot going on. Um, so it's quite a social environment because it's a really big firm and there's lots of people that are kind of your age around. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely tiring, I think, um, switching to full-time work. Uh, but yeah, and I think I was also surprised how much sort of responsibility and stuff you got even just at, as a grad at quite an early stage. I think I agree with Grace that it was, I think the first thing that struck me was it was such a lively and vibrant community and everyone was so lovely and welcoming. But for me, I hadn't, because I hadn't done a clerkship, I had no idea what to expect at all. And everyone always talked about corporate law firms as this, you know, big place where you go in and you leave at midnight every night and stuff. And it wasn't like that at all. And um, I actually found it to be a very supportive environment where um, people's different interests and um, things they like to do outside work were actually encouraged and respected. So um, that was probably the thing that first struck me in the first year. How did you build your work yeah. fitness up? Because I found that really hard when I first started. I really respond to what you're saying about it being hard to come into full-time work. Did you have any, was it just gradual or did you have any specific strategies? Well, Grace goes to F45 yeah. every day like I mean, twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to build that work fitness up, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think you kind of get used to it over time. I remember when I first started and I would get to the weekend and I would just be so tired from having to, you know, get up and go to work every day. Uh, and then, you know, after a little while, you kind of, yeah, just get used to it and becomes normal life. Yeah. I think for me, I, I still find working out as a chore after work. So I've tried to explore different ways to kind of find activities that are a bit more appealing than just doing something mundane and repetitive. Uh, well, speaking of you doing things that are not mundane and or repetitive, Mo, you've been recognised on the Forbes 30 Under 30 media and marketing list of 2018 for co-founding Egyptian Streets. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yep. Um, so I'll start from probably the beginning. I started Egyptian Streets um, as a blog during my university studies. Uh, it was my Bachelor of Arts degree. Um, it was actually a university subject that required us to start a blog. So they're really ahead of the times because back then no one really encouraged the use of social media. As an Egyptian living abroad, I'd always wanted to, I guess, write about Egypt from the perspective of, a, of an Egyptian who has grown up in a number of different countries, experienced um, things from a different viewpoint, and the subject was just a great opportunity to do that. 
all that was being reported in English in a language that appeals to, you know, many, there's around 10 million Egyptians living abroad, but also to just foreigners interested in the region was just a big headline issues. We never really knew what was happening on a day to day basis or what was actually uh, leading up to these big headline issues. So during about two weeks of mass protests against the Muslim Brotherhood, I was going through Arabic uh, news reports, translating them into English after verifying them and posting them on Facebook. And within just three weeks, the Facebook page I'd started blew up from around 3,000 likes to 40,000 likes. And that kind of, you know, unintentionally steamrolled into this media organization that I never expected to ever found because I was always planning on doing law anyways. And a year later, we founded our corporate presence in Germany. And ever since then, it's been kicking off with a team based in Cairo. Um, and the corporate presence also moved to Cairo. That is very cool. And also, let's talk later about tips for blowing up on social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing we love talking about on this podcast is if anyone has any fun anecdotes or stories that they'd like to share. And Grace, you unfortunately already told us one, so you do have to now repeat it for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, in my first week in disputes when I was a grad, I think it was my second day and I was, I was coming up to level 37, which is our client floor here in the Melbourne office. Um, to get a coffee and my, the, my supervising partner was having a client meeting in one of the meeting rooms and all the meeting rooms are glass here. So you can kind of see everyone, everything that's happening. And just as I was kind of walking down the stairs right in front of the meeting room, I just sort of fell over and dropped everything that I was holding. Um, and I think I just got up and sort of waved to my <laughs> supervising partner who I'd just met the day before. And then I actually, I, we were on a, a call with a client like later in the week. And she was, I'd just been put on this matter and she was introducing me to the, the client and the partner said something like, oh, and you know, I've got my, my grad Grace here and she's, she's just hit the floor this week. And I just had this like moment of sheer terror where I thought she was going to tell the client about my story <laughs> falling over in front of her three days before. Um, but no, she was just talking about that I'd started on the floor that week. But <laughs> that was a very traumatizing and I think a classic sort of embarrassing story to make everyone else feel better about <laughs> anything they've stuffed up in a clock chip. <laughs> I have so many of those stories where I'll just be standing somewhere and then just fall over. Oh, and there's like, I'm not leaning on anything. I just sort of stumble and everyone is like, so what, what is are you wrong doing? with us? <laughs> I don't know. I fell over in a courtroom of about, I want to say 40, 45 people the other day. Oh, good. Yep. Bunch of Alan's partners were there. I was like, hey guys. Did you have papers that went good? flying as you tumbled? No, but I lost a shoe. <laughs> and that was really embarrassing because I had to hobble over and give papers um, to some of the solicitors because I was holding I was holding things. I held onto them, gave them to the lawyers who needed them, and then had to go and collect my shoe and then walk back to my seat. It was so embarrassing. And the worst part was, weirdly, my mother was there. What? Was this a dream? No, she was visiting. <laughs> she doesn't live in Sydney, so she came to visit. And it was just like, of course this happened today. <laughs> the one day that she's like, oh, I just, you know, it's a public courtroom. Can I come and see what you do? I was like, of course, that'd be so great to have you along. <laughs> she's like, is it normal for you to take your oh. shoes off midway through a trial? <laughs> yeah, mum, we're very relaxed in <laughs> the litigation system. No, it was um, very embarrassing. So I feel your pain. Actually, have we mentioned on this before that you're at the courts at the moment? Uh, I don't think we have actually. Well, a fun side story, Rose is currently at the courts as an associate in the federal court. Yes, Alan's has been kind enough to give me a leave of absence for a year and uh, it's been a great time. 
And part of me is loving having the different lifestyle and part of me really, really misses everyone. <laughs> but okay, we're not here to talk about Rose. Um, <laughs> we'll pivot back. Before we mentioned your um, TMT shared office, which sounded like a really fun year that you guys had together. Can you please tell us about your relaxation space that you created? So we had a little table outside our office. Um, it was one of those kind of not internal offices, but a bit of a private space. And there's this little table with a few chairs just sitting outside our office. And we're like, why not make use of this? And we started collecting all these different things from people's offices, like hand creams, little perfume bottles, um, magazines like Grace somehow every month got. So we started this little corner and what we, we later ended up calling it the relaxation corner for anyone who just wanted to take just some time relax. off and relax. Yeah. Eventually we added a puzzle to it and everyone. How many pieces? Oh, not one. many. It was a pretty big, it was a complicated uh. puzzle. I don't know. It took, <laughs> it took more than a month to complete and that included like everyone's random people's participation as they were walking back. They're like, oh, maybe I should sit down and do a puzzle for a while. Yeah, the puzzle was a big kind of draw card for people. Yeah. Like the relaxation space was used a lot more when there was a puzzle there. But it also got a bit of a – our Christmas decorating in that area yeah. went pretty um, intensely as well. Yeah, we had a large Mariah Carey kind of poster and a face cut out <laughs> so you can take a photo yeah. of Mariah Carey. That was a real was piece good. de resistance, I yeah. think, of the <laughs> decorating. I think we were hoping it would be – We had it was kind of like one of those ones where you – have like this picture and then you can put your head through and get a photo taken like with this giant Mariah Carey photo, which I think we were hoping would That's become. That's amazing. <laughs> we wanted it to be a bit of a tourist attraction for the floor, but. <laughs> Where did you get that from, the Mariah Carey? Oh, we just. We made it, yeah. Yeah, there was a, I think there was a limit of $50 for the Christmas decorating, but there was no limit on color printing. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we also color printed most um, of the fireplace too. Yeah, so. we made a very realistic looking fireplace. I think I stayed late one night actually to make sort of fake snow for our windows and doors. Mm. Yeah. This is phenomenal. I wish I could have seen it. Is there any chance of a revival of the corner? Well, we we didn't win. Yeah, so that surprising crushed yeah. our spirits. To be fair, no one else in TMT did anything really. Yeah, so. it was. We were one small part of a larger area, which was in the competition, and everyone else kind of brought the average down. But we tried, and that's what counts. So good to have you come on the podcast and do some finger pointing. <laughs> <laughs> so pivoting back to actual legal work, which I think if people are listening to this podcast, they might be curious as to what junior lawyers actually do day to day. Could you talk about maybe some of the best matters that you've worked on or some of the more interesting work that you've had in your time here at Allens? For me, like, you, you know, you work on some really high profile matters, which is really interesting because you get to read about your matter in sort of like the AFR and things like that. But then often like the matters that um, I find the most interesting are maybe ones that you wouldn't necessarily find interesting to describe to someone, but it's because you have like a really interesting role on it. Like if you have, you know, a bit more responsibility than you do usually then or more client contact than you do usually or if you're involved in like a lot of negotiations, then it can be really interesting. Like earlier this year I was on this one matter um, which was kind of a large IT matter where we were just, you know, in negotiations all day, every day for about a month and it was actually really interesting because you don't often spend that much time in negotiations and really seeing exactly what's going on and what everyone's kind of talking about and all of that sort of commercial background as well. And then I think as well, I do a lot of um, Alan's Accelerate work, which is our startup practice. So we yeah work with a lot of startup clients on kind of smaller 
scale type stuff, which is a really interesting thing to do, especially when I was first rotating into TMT and getting a handle on the different types of documents that we draft and the different types of work that we do. Um, you could kind of go on to, you could do an Allen's Accelerate Matter and do that stuff and be kind of the main contact for the client and actually understand the deal that you're working on, which you don't get to do as much when you're on like a bigger matter. Um, so I think that was a really good training ground and also really interesting to work with clients that are doing kind of new and exciting things. Yeah, I think with Alan's Accelerate, you develop really cool relationships with the startups or the people involved in various businesses that are in very early stages. And I'm personally still in touch with a few people that I worked with when I was in Alan's Accelerate. Um, and it's just great to see how far their company has gone since you first started working with them. Yeah, and you do a lot of interesting sort of BD work, I guess, on, in the day-to-day -day as well. Um, like at the moment, I'm organizing, helping to organize this social and indigenous enterprise boot camp for next week, which is kind of a collaboration between Allen's Accelerate and our pro bono and RAP um, committees as well. Uh, so you kind of, you know, get to do a bit of event planning and sort of putting something together like that. And then, yeah, we do a lot of non-legal type stuff as well. Definitely. And I mean, not that I have ever done an Allen's Accelerate Matter, but from all accounts, it sounds like you get pretty amazing hands-on experience and you upskill pretty quickly. So it sounds like everyone recommends it. Absolutely. Um, and Mo, you also just mentioned your secondment. How's, how is that going? Are you enjoying your time away from Allen's and what's it like being embedded in a client? Yeah. So I actually came back yesterday. Um, oh, so welcome back. back <laughs> um, after six months full-time away, um, I was at ExxonMobil. Um, which is here in Melbourne, just to, just down the road, basically. But it was great to see or to have that opportunity to see what in-house counsel is like versus what working at a law firm is like and to really develop those relationships on a level that you wouldn't if you're just working as a lawyer from a firm with the client. Amazing. Was it fun to send stuff back to Alan's and say, I'd like this tomorrow, please? <laughs> it was actually so weird because I would get a bunch of different emails from Alan's and quite senior Alan's lawyers like, dear Muhammad, you know, please find attached to the amended, whatever. And it would be just like being treated as a client just made you feel so odd because when you come back to Alan's, you're just another junior. You know? <laughs> you're like, guys, no, it's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually at Exxon forever. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite a nice feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And Grace, how about, have you sort of had um, role models or mentors at Allen's who have really helped to shape your career so far? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, my first one was really the, the mentor that I had when I was studying and I, um, that was really useful in terms of demystifying, I think, the clerkship process and what it was like to work at, at Allen's. Um, and then, you know, through, through Allen's we have, you know, a formal performance coach relationships um, and I'm lucky enough that I get along really well with my performance coach that I've had for the last few years and have a, a really great relationship with her. I think um, it's been really good because we're generally on the same page about things. We have similar interests and sort of similar type um, objectives, you know, in what what we're doing on the day to day. And so it's, it's really easy to kind of um, yeah, kind of talk to her about things because she kind of like gets it. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, most people have at least one person around that's, um, yeah, a bit of a mentor. And I would say even there are maybe a few other people around 
that I work with really closely. And whilst, you know, I maybe wouldn't say that we have a, a mentor relationship, they definitely have had a really big influence on the way that I do things and the way that I work and uh, a really big impact on my development. So yeah, there's a lot of support here, I think. And we have some really good structures in place to kind of formally support that, but then obviously you develop relationships with the people that you work with as well. I mean, in my experience as well, it's very organic and it's something that just emerges and not in your first week, obviously, but that's when you're most panicked about it. But it does just happen organically through working with someone and, you know, finding those similar interests and similar values, which has been a really wonderful part of working in Allen's. Absolutely. And on that note, the last question we like to ask our guests on the podcast is if you were talking to yourself as a future summer clerk or future grad, what is the piece of advice that you would give yourself if you're starting out? For me, I would say just kind of run your own race and don't be so concerned about what everyone else is doing. It's inevitably a bit of a competitive process and so it's easy to kind of keep looking at other people and, um, you know, what clerkship interviews people are getting and kind of really starting to compare yourself a lot with what other people are doing. But I think it's just important to focus on yourself and what you want to do and what you want to get out of the experiences that you have and, um, yeah, not be too concerned with how you're sort of measuring against everyone else because that kind of just distracts from what you're actually trying to do and, yeah, can make you feel bad about it. <laughs> probably on a similar vein, be confident and recognise that whether it's an opportunity in Allen's or another professional opportunity, it's yours to make it, to make do with it as you wish. Um, it's a bit cheesy, but it's a bit like a blank canvas and, you know, it's all this paint and you can just choose what paint to use and how to use it and in what ways you'd like to. Um, and it's just, you make the experience whatever you want it to be. I like that a lot. I feel like my career is a bit of like a Jackson Pollock piece at the moment, just like... <laughs> hoping for the best. Um, Grace and Mo, thank you so much for your time today. I've certainly really enjoyed listening to your stories and I think, you know, having different backgrounds and having different experiences at, at Allens is what makes this firm great because everyone has such different stories to tell and they're all really interesting. So thank you very much for joining us and tune in next time for another riveting episode of Allens Confidential. <laughs>